Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Um, all right, Maniacs, once again, before we get into this episode, we will go ahead and do some housekeeping. Um, I'll give you some updates before we get going. Uh, one, check out the YouTube page because as soon as I get into town, I have everything edited of the Army film, uh, reaction, all that kind of stuff that I want to post so you guys can enjoy that. Uh, can't do it, however, right now because I am stuck in Chicago, actually Great Lakes, Illinois, and this <laughs> ridiculous place I'm staying in does not have Wi-Fi. Go figure that. So... When I get back, I will download all that stuff onto the YouTube page, which is the Michigan Maniacs Podcast YouTube page. Also, or channel, I guess they call it. Also, we have the Michigan Maniacs Podcast fan page on Facebook and the Michigan Maniacs Podcast fan page on or on Instagram. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, I post everything that is Michigan related. Some fun things, some things I love, and when we talk back and forth, we have a good old time. Also, uh, please go ahead and leave voicemails for the uh, voicemail episode I'm going to be doing here. I don't care if it's crazy. I don't care what it is. Just do it. We're getting some really good ones. Can't wait to put this out. Uh, But go to whatever platform you listen to on the notes page, the show notes page. There will be a link that will lead you to the, uh, the voicemail process. Also, I... I posted it on the fan page on Facebook and on Instagram, and I will do it again so you guys have easier access to get to it. Also, okay, I think that's it. I think that's all the uh, stuff going on right now. So let's get into it. This is the bye week episode. Uh, sorry I could have, should have done more, but like I posted earlier, my son just graduated boot camp. Uh, from Navy, and he is going into the EOD program starting next week. So uh, it's a big time for the Brewer household. Uh, he's pretty amazing. My kid's a beast. He is uh, special ops. So if he makes it, we're gonna. I mean, we're all, we're already already uh, <laughs> already already we're already super proud of him. Um, but that's why uh, no extra episode this week. Here's the second one of the week, or maybe heck, even the first one. Um, but this is okay. So this is what's happening from what I can see in college football and where we are as a team. Because there's uh, Joe Clatt came out, I think it was today, and said that somebody asked him, "Well, what what's Michigan right now?" And he says he doesn't know what Michigan is. He doesn't know that we're at a crossroads, basically. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact quote, but it was basically they don't know who they are. They don't know if they're the run-it-down-your-throat team or the speed-and-space team. Now, granted, some of that is uh, who we played this uh, in the last two weeks. Uh, you know, I'm starting to buy in more that um, – actually, it's becoming quite obvious. We just don't trust our quarterback. Plain and simple. It has nothing to do with being, are we speed and space or are we grinded out? The reason why we're grinded out is because we don't have faith in our quarterback. We don't have faith that he's going to make the throws or he's going to pull the ball and he's going to run when we need it. Now, guys, if you're tired of me blasting Shea, Shea Patterson, then you may want to turn off right now. I'm not. It's not going to be the whole. It's not going to be the whole podcast, but I want to make points why we need to jump ship right now. 
it's we don't trust him. He's not going to make the thing. He's not going to make the right reads. He's not going to make the right play. It's just not in him for whatever reason. Why he's in his own head, I don't get it. But we can't allow that boy to work through his mental problems when we're trying to win a Big Ten title. All right. Uh, the reason why I say this is it's starting to remind me a lot of 2017. And Har- and people say, I don't know, Harbaugh, it's not Harbaugh's responsibility. This is one of the things I heard. And I, I can understand it to a certain extent. It's not, he said, it's not Harbaugh's, uh, it's not his intention of trying to get uh, Shea into the NFL. It's just that he's our best option. I don't know if that's true. And if that is true, then we're in deep trouble. Because that was the one thing we said going into the season was our quarterback room was the was had the most potential out of the whole team. So now if the quarterback room isn't as good as what we think it is because it's Shea and no one else, then we're in deep trouble. But here's the thing. I don't think that's it. And 2017 is our guide to that, right? Because when Spate started off slow, mainly because of the awful offensive line, but once Spate went down, he went to O'Corn. And O'Corn, he stuck with O'Corn to the bitter end. I mean, to the point where when he should have ditched O'Corn was second half of that Michigan State game. And that would have been his second start of the season, and we might have been able to salvage something. Because I don't blame Harbaugh for for not knowing immediately about O'Corn because apparently he was a practice god. And then also he came in in the second half of that Purdue game and won it and looked really good for us. We had the bye before we played Michigan State. And then he went in and laid a big fat five turnover turd that we had a loss at home to Michigan State. Right with not a very good offense. And the defense was subpar. Not as good as the defense as what they have now. So um, Harbaugh has, they say, oh, he has this, uh, he has this meritocracy system set up. It's not a meritocracy. It sounds like it's a seniority system. If you're the oldest quarterback there, you get more of the benefit of the doubt. Because if Harbaugh would have dumped O'Corn in the second half of the Michigan State game when he only had two turnovers, we probably could have won that game. If he would have had Brandon Peters up and moving and ready to go, Brandon Peters could have got us maybe one or two wins, especially maybe could have pulled off a second half win against Michigan State and could have won a few more before he got hurt because of our awful offensive line. It's Harbaugh's fault why this is happening. He needs to get off Shea Patterson. Shea can't do it. And I'll be honest here, when you get inconsistent football play, and here are just the teams we're going to be considered or we're going to be compared to going throughout the rest of the season, just in the Big Ten, okay? And this is what they did today because they have inconsistent quarterback play, and I'll show you. Michigan State lost (laughs) in a wonderful, wonderful game to ASU where it looked like neither one of the teams wanted to win today. Because when it got down to the nitty gritty, both of them acted as if no, no. It's like no, no. You go through the door. No, I'll. No, no. You go with it. No, you do it. No, you do it. So finally, somebody didn't fuck up enough or made one more giant mistake, and the other team won. Um, but Lewerke, all right, inconsistent all season long. Uh, where's his Where's his numbers? Lewerke, two hundred ninety yards, two hundred ninety one yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. In 25 yards rushing. Then we go to Clifford, the the Penn State quarterback. They obviously had a rough fucking time today. Almost lost to Pitt. But I bet you the national media is not going to slam them as much as they slammed us to losing to or almost losing to Army. 
uh, they still looked as bad as we did. Um, but Clifford today had 222 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and five yards rushing. It's starting to sound a lot like Shea Patterson, isn't it? Uh, Josh Jackson, another inconsistent guy, can put it up against Howard, can do great things against Syracuse, which it looks like anybody can beat Syracuse by a lot. Um, then when he plays Temple, uh, he shoves his head right up his butt. So Justin Jackson, 183 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, and negative 20 yards rushing. These guys are spitting images of Shea Patterson. Absolute Shea Patterson-type numbers, right? This is what he does. But if we're going to be considered a great team or even a team that even has a chance at the East, so I'll be honest right now, I hate to say it, but Ohio State looks way better than we do. Way better than we do. Right, they really haven't played anybody, and it looks like Indiana's be, has regressed back to being a total turd fest. But they still have consistent quarterback play at a high level, a high level. Listen, our wide receivers are top notch. Our our tight ends are probably even better than Ohio State's. Our running game is on par or a slot, the slot a little notch behind it. That's it. Our offensive line. Still a little behind Ohio State's, but still not bad. Our quarterback play is far beneath theirs, and it's showing in the results of these games. Plain and simple. I mean, what I don't even know what Justin Fields had today, but it had to be pretty decent. They whipped the crap out of Indiana because um, I hate looking up Ohio State stats. It just makes me sick. Um, but let's get into the teams that are going to be considered top-notch of of college football and there's a direct correlation to where they're at and why they get compared to each other or have high expectations let's go with the low end texas ellinger 279 yards passing three touchdowns 27 yards passing now that's pretty i mean 20 yards rush 27 yards rushing that's pretty decent right not bad they they rolled today they absolutely fucking rolled today all his passes were leading to the wide receiver put in spots where the wide receiver can get to the ball and only that and that he even still had not a great performance then let's go to um geez, all these numbers are amazing let's go to hurt for o- oklahoma Jalen Hurts, get ready for this. Now, this was just in the fourth quarter with 13 minutes left, so he's probably way over this. But he had 247 yards passing, three touchdowns, 146 yards rushing, and one touchdown. That's amazing fucking quarterback play, and guess what they're doing? Cruising, beating teams they should beat by a lot, which what we should be doing with the talent we have on defense and the rest of the offense that we have assembled. We should be rolling against teams, right? Two, let's go to, uh, we did hurt. Let's go to Clemson. Fucking Trevor Lawrence tonight. 367 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 30 yards rushing for a touchdown. Yeah, okay. He had two interceptions. Yeah, I'd rather have Shea look like that. 347 yards passing, three touchdowns altogether, and two interceptions than what he's been doing. Two fumbles. What did he do against Army? 200 and something yards passing, no touchdowns, two fumbles lost. <laughs> Boy, that's great. That's great quarterback play. He's John O'Corn 2.0. He's probably not going to get his five turnovers in a game like O'Corn, but that's because he's a notch better. But he's still disappointing. He's still awful. Now look at this. Burrow, LSU quarterback. Get ready for this. 373 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, and one rushing, one rushing touchdown with 30 yards rushing. Can you, 
un-effing believable. That's what great quarterback play does. And guess what? They blew the fucking doors off that team today. Also, then let's just go with Alabama. Obviously, Tua. 440 yards passing, five touchdowns, minus 12 yards rushing. Oh, dude, Shea throws for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. My head will explode. I will completely eat against decent competition. I will eat every word I ever said against Shea Patterson if he starts turning in numbers like that. I would gladly say I was wrong. I would sing it from the tops of every mountain if Shea Patterson could just pull his head out of his ass and start throwing the ball like that. But I don't think it's in him. I don't think it's possibly in this kid. I don't know what happened to him, but I don't think it's in him. So why are we going to continue to go down a road where we're going to win about nine games? If anything, if all we can do is just win the East, I'll be happy. So we can lose to Wisconsin. We can lose to Iowa. Because we're going to lose to some teams if if Shea Patterson's still our quarterback. But let's just hope he does it when we're facing teams from the West. And let's hope somehow, some way, that the inconsistent quarterback play of Michigan State and Penn State and Maryland is worse than our inconsistent quarterback play with, with uh, John O'Corn, Mr. Fumbles himself, and somehow our guy is a little notch better than their guy because I know our defense can do it. I know our I have total faith and faith in our defense to do something. It's apparent when these teams now play quality teams, they're not as good as the 50 points that, that Michigan State put up on on Western Michigan and the 79 points that Penn State put on uh, fill in the blank. Idaho crap hole whatever college they played and then definitely uh, the 63 and the 40 or whatever they put on uh, Maryland put on two nondescript bullshit schools um, they're not as good when they face quality quality uh, opponents so we can do it but we're only going to eke by and then let's hope to God somehow Ohio State loses to maybe Penn State or they all fall asleep and don't don't wake up at the you know something happens they get the wrong directions to a stadium they all get food poisoning they all have diarrhea whatever happens hopefully they lose a game somewhere along the line to an east divisional team and we win maybe just maybe we can we can eke out a win against Ohio State or at least have more wins in our division to get a Big Ten title. Because if we sh- if we stick with Shea Patterson, we're fucked. We're absolutely fucked. We'll be second again, second to third in the East, second or third in the Big Ten, and then we're all going to be wondering why. And then the one year that we had to get on top of Ohio State and really start to distance ourselves from them, or at least give a little bit more breathing room when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to everything else, is going to be wasted because Harbaugh wants to stick with somebody who can't fucking do it. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound like Allen Iverson, but guess what? I'm done with guys who look great in practice. I want to see guys who do great in games. So, so yeah, we don't know what, what Dylan McCaffrey looks like as a passer. Well, let's fucking find out. It can't, let's, let's put it this way. It can't be worse than Shea Patterson. It just can't. No, it can't. There's no possible way. It can't. Because, listen, I've already showed you. If you want to be the Michigan States of the world, the Marylands, and the Penn States with inconsistent quarterback play, then all every game, every season from here – well, just I guess this season because Shea's gone after after this one, thank God. But if you want to you fucking struggle with 8-4, and 9-3 – 
or not ten and three or whatever if you include the bowl game. Whatever if you want another struggling season where we don't see uh, a great performance and you continue to see us run the ball because Harbaugh down deep knows that Shea can't handle it, that Shea isn't the guy, and that's how he masks this shit because we do have a good running game and we always have. So that's how he masks this shit. And he'll keep doing it. What I don't understand is Harbaugh made a unbelievably hard decision when he was with the San Francisco 49ers replacing a good and yet serviceable Alex Smith who wasn't as bad as Shea Patterson who wasn't as bad as John O'Corn right he benched him for a Kaepernick and they went to the Super Bowl the Super Bowl everybody because he made a decision that was a hard one but he went with what was right so I don't know what to expect anymore. I don't know if it's that really Dylan McCaffrey isn't good or Joe Milton isn't ready. Or is it that Harbaugh is sticking with this seniority bullshit that's driving everybody crazy? Because if he does, if we continue to stick with Shea Patterson, we're screwed. And that's what I'm going to continue to sing. I'm going to sing this song until Shea Patterson proves me wrong. And I'm telling you, I hope to God I'm wrong. I, I pray every night to football Jesus. Right? I know he's a Notre Dame guy. No, that's touchdown Jesus, right? Well, we have football Jesus. And I pray to him every night. Please, football Jesus, don't let Shea Patterson be a big flaming piece of shit. Please let him pull his ass out of uh, his head out of his ass and actually throw the ball right. Dear Lord, please let his hands grow an extra half inch so he can hold on to a regular sized ball. I know his little dainty female hands can hold on to a regular sized ball. And it's not even a regular sized ball, it's a college football. I know, I think the pros might be bigger but he's never going to see the pros college football jesus please just bless him and just let him get his head out of his ass and stop thinking about golf and actually think about football and quit dancing around like he's uh, like he's trying out for dancing with the stars he'll never be a star but dear lord he doesn't know that he's not he he went to old miss i don't know if he's that bright please Jesus, dear football Jesus, I don't even want to waste real Jesus's time. Like, real Jesus and God have more important things to do in taking care of us than football. Dear football Jesus, just please let Shea Patterson quit sucking the dong so bad. I want to eat crow. I want to be so wrong. I want people to tell me every day that how wrong I was because he's great. But they're not because he's not good. So, dear football Jesus, please awaken the Jim Harbaugh that made that really tough decision to bench Alex Smith for for our, for the, the kneeler, Mr. Troublemaker, Con Kaepernick. Now, I'm not doing anything political. I'm just saying some people think so, some people don't. But he made that decision to put that dude in there. And they went to the Super Bowl. Please, whatever Jim Harbaugh is left in there from the 49ers that love to make hard decisions, please, dear college football Jesus, let that happen. Let him come out of nowhere, and please let Dylan McCaffrey be the guy we think he is. Because <sighs> if we're if we're going to ever become something that we want to be and that we project, and that is to be the equal or the better to Ohio State, then we need to have the equal or better football quarterback our team you know plain and simple he's not the equal he's not even the equal to the backup of ohio state so until if we just want to go ahead and float around with mediocrity like we have been 
and not make that next step because the next step is greatness. We want to be the Alabamas, the Clemsons. We want to be those teams. We want to be, but we can't do it if we don't have great quarterback play. And the coaching to be tough on these guys, make them do stuff, make them grow as a player, make them get better, make them produce in times, you know, to, to keep their core. If not, bench them. That's why we pay them 7 to $9 million a year. So, dear football Jesus, if you're listening, please get rid of Shea Patterson. Please let, please let Jim Harbaugh make the decision and bench him. Um... Or, you know, you know, just I guess I'll just wait and see. You know, I'm hungry for some crow. I just think I'm going to die of starvation. Because I, I think this is 2017 all over again. Apparently we're going to suck every, every odd year. So uh, that's what I'm afraid of. Because uh, it's starting to look a lot like it. Great defense out there on the field too much. A sputtering offense with a bad quarterback. Uh, it's almost identical right now. So, I don't know. If we want to be the Michigan States of the world, I guess we're right on track. But if we want to be the Alabamas and Clemsons, then we got to make a decision. Even Dabo made, Jesus, I mean, Saban made, made the decision. Sat Jalen Hurts. You know what kind of stones it takes to sit Jalen Hurts in a national title game? Harbaugh won't even bench Patterson when we're playing Army. But Saban benches fucking hurts in the national title game at halftime and they win a national title Dabo Sweeney benches Kelly Bryant for Trevor Lawrence yeah that's right that was a tough decision too because Kelly Bryant took them to a national title the year before these are big time coaches making big time decisions you know Kirby Smart Staying with Fromm instead of benching him for Justin Fields or or Easton, you know, making big time decisions here. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Lincoln Riley get I mean, going in and making the I mean, no one wanted to really touch Jalen Hurts because he was just a runner. Great quarterback, but just a runner. Lincoln Riley picks him up, turns him into an unbelievable fucking passer now. I don't know what to say, guys. I don't know. But if we want to be taken seriously, if we want to be taken seriously, then we need to make big-time decisions. Our coaching staff needs to make big-time decisions and then get those kids who they choose to make big-time plays. And that's just what we're not doing. So if we want to be the Penn States and the Michigan States, then, hey, we're right on track. And then someday Ohio State kids can call Jim Harbaugh the John Cooper of their day. Because that's what also is happening. So, guys, it's it's always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. I, I know I feel sad right now, but I'm sure it'll get better. Um, and always and forever, guys, go blue.